Welcome back, folks, to the Mailwright Show. This is episode 190. We've got a great guest for this week's episode. We've got Josh Shaney uh, of the Client Archimist. I, I love that name, Josh. Okay. I just love okay. it. And I've got my great co-host, Robert Newman, as well. Robert, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Sure. I'm Robert Newman. I'm the founder of Inbound Real Estate Marketing. I, uh, we are a uh, SEO-focused uh, lead generation company located in California. And um, I've got great news, listeners and viewers. It's been our biggest month so far, the biggest week of downloads ever for the show. So that, that's great news. Josh, oh. would you like to introduce yourself quickly to the listeners and viewers? Sure. Um, yeah, Josh Shanley. I'm, I'm the co-founder of a company called Client Alchemist. Um, our, you know, our, our sort of tag tagline and, and the whole idea behind Client Alchemist is we help you turn leads into gold instead of lead into gold. So uh, how how we can attract potential clients and uh, connect with them and get into conversation with them. So we have the opportunity to service them. Uh, I'm also a licensed agent with EP Realty. I've been a licensed agent for, oh, 14 years now, but had been inactive for quite a while. And I'm just recently reactivated for a number of, of reasons. And um, I've been in the industry since about 2005 or, or six in various capacities and um, found very quickly that what I loved and what was most passionate about was the marketing aspect, how, how we can go from, um, you know, not having clients, not, not having a sphere of influence, not, not having a referral base to, to, you know, building that database of, of clients and then turning them into repeat and referral business. And, and that's been my passion for, you know, since the mid 2000s and continues to be my passion today. Oh, that's great, Josh. So you, you kind of real catchphrase is how to attract the ideal clients. So obviously the opening question, a slightly large one, is <laughs> how do you attract your <laughs> ideal clients? Sure, sure. So um, I think that the, the first and, and in a lot of cases, the hardest part is taking the time to understand who your ideal clients are. Um, We we see this time and time again, and I've seen it for years. Real estate agents who um, you're kind of in this deadly cycle of commission check to commission check. And so any client is a good client. But the reality is, if you sit down and take the time to identify who your ideal clients are, you, you can build a business by design instead of one that's just chasing this and chasing that and, and so forth. And so the, the way that we look at identifying your ideal client starts with geographically speaking. Where do you want to grow your, your business? For me, when I reactivated my license recently, I had a ton of clarity on that already. It's the township that I live in. Um, and uh, and and specifically, um, you know, the, the reason why I chose that is A, I live in that township. Um, B, I'm, I'm already well connected in the township. I volunteer various places. I know a lot of people and so forth. Um, so getting crystal clear because, you know, lots of agents, they try to service an entire county or entire, you know, they're a single agent, but they're trying to service all of the greater Cincinnati area. And 
Um, that's just foolish, right? You can't be all things to all people. Um, so starting with geographic area, target area, and it could be a single zip code. It could be a township. It could be, um, if you're in, you know, depending on the kind of market you're in, it could be one neighborhood or subdivision where I live. They're not very large, so that wouldn't work, you know, but, but there are areas where there are subdivisions in the thousands of homes. Well, that might be your geographic target area. And then looking at what type of clientele do you like to work with? Do you like to work with first-time home buyers? Do you like to work with sellers? Do you like to work with baby boomers who are looking to downsize, right? There's no right or wrong answers to these questions. They're, there's only the answers that make the most sense or uh, are, are the right answer for you and your business. Um, so getting really crystal clear on how you attract your ideal client is step one. Step two is what are you going to do to attract them? What kind of content are you going to create um, to, to get those people that we've identified as our, our ideal clientele audience base, the ones that are interested in real estate, what are we going to do to get them to raise their hand so that we can connect with them in some way? And the beautiful thing about um, the internet is, and, and the growth of, of Facebook and Google and so forth is there are many, many ways that we can connect with them now. So it, it's not, um, it's not just them, you know, somebody picking up the phone and calling you. It's, you know, just by visiting a, uh, your website or, or watching a video that you put together or clicking on a lead ad or clicking on they're, they're you know, just engaging with a, a post on Facebook. There are lots of ways that we can build audiences now that, that didn't exist when I first got started. I mean, when I first got started, the way we connected was, um, you know, they had to fill out a, a, a web form on a website and that still works great, but there are many other ways that we can do that as well. And then uh, once we've connected with them, how can we get into conversation with them so we can identify the ones that are ready now or ready in the short term, they have real motivation to buy or sell real estate in the short term. And, and how do we get into conversation with them while also being able to identify and get into conversation with people that are interested, but their timeline's a little bit longer. And then creating a plan for following up with them such that when their motivation hits a tipping point, they've already, it's already a foregone conclusion that you're going to be the professional of choice. It's not, you know, you're not competing against uh, everybody else because you've demonstrated value. You've been, uh, You've provided good information. You've been maybe entertaining on some level. Um, and, and it becomes, a, like I said, a foregone conclusion. You don't have to compete for the business. You, you're, you're there and ready to take the business when, when that clientele hits that tipping point. Uh, I just love it, uh, Josh. You, you've distilled in about five minutes what me and Robert have been literally saying for the past eight months, I think. Right uh, you've come to the right podcast, Dosh. All right. Well, know, that's, that's the sense I got when you invited me on, so I'm glad <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's 100% congruent. Uh, what do you reckon, Robert? Uh, I like it. I, I like everything he had to say. I, I, I always like to do, but it's all extremely high level. And I think that we probably just lost about 40% of our clients. Either, either we lost them or the, there's probably 40% that think that they know most of what you just said. But I'm curious to know, Josh. So you just, you, before the show started, everybody, Josh mentioned that he was, he had just gotten his license, that he was re-getting his license, which means that most likely, at least as a case study, you're going to probably try to get some clients for yourself, right? Absolutely. For some real estate clients. All right. So how are you going to do that? 
We we know well, we know who your client is because you just shared with us. Yeah. We don't need to mention the name of the community. It doesn't matter for the podcast. So so but but how now you know. So what's your next step? How are you going to go get them? Well, so I've I've already been doing that. In fact, I, I have a, a listing appoint this appointment this afternoon. Um, okay. And for me, because the of uh, well, for a number of factors, when I sat down and thought about okay, who's my ideal client? It started with. Um, in my case, the township that I live in, just because that's the way it is in, in Pennsylvania here. And then I thought, well, you know, I'm busy. I have four kids. I have other companies. I have other, you know, activities and so forth. So I, I'm going to focus on the seller side, the listing side, because that'll create leverage for me. And then I went about crafting campaigns, several different campaign ideas to get those folks, those, those, the, the homeowners in my, in my township to raise their hand in some form or fashion to indicate that, yeah, they're thinking about selling in, uh, you know, in the near future, whether the near future is the next couple months or, or over the next year. And you're talking about digital marketing campaigns, are you? All, all digital marketing, okay. um, uh, Facebook and a little bit of Google. Okay. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I don't know how deep or, or tactical you want me to get, but so the, the, the very first uh, campaign or offer that I put out there, again, with the intent of, of attracting and connecting those clients was uh, an offer that we um, help our, um, our clients set up for themselves, which is to offer a free weekly list of all the just sold homes in blank area. So okay. in the target area that... I'm looking to serve or the, or the client is looking to serve. And so that was the first campaign that I sort of deployed. Um, and that's, that's the campaign that led to this listing appointment, uh, tonight and, um, uh, several others that are, um, have indicated interest, but you know, just not quite ready. They're not really, they don't really want to list until school lets out here locally. Um, so that's, okay. that was kind of step one was deploying did you, did that. Did you campaign. really have this list? Did you have the deliverable? I'm curious. Oh yeah. Well, that, it's a list that it, I mean, it, it, it's all, all I do and all we recommend our clients do is you build the list in, in your MLS. I mean, it's just a report from the MLS, um, that we're not making publicly available, right? We're making it available to people who, who, who opt into our database and then right. just delivering that. Um, and ideally not just delivering the report, but over delivering, right? So maybe, maybe an additional report, um, talking about, you know, 10 things you can do to prepare your home for sale when you're ready, or, you know, five ways to improve your, uh, the curb appeal of your house, things along those, those lines. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it just started with offering that report, um, and, uh, putting that out, uh, deploying that as a, a Facebook lead ad campaign and, uh, and letting it do the work, right. Showing it to the, um, to get to those potential ideal clients. And when they opt in, I send them the report through, uh, uh, the CRM platform that I'm using and Which just is. follow up with them. And, you're, um, you're covering, you're covering all the good stuff. And I don't, I don't want it to, I don't want it to be a mystery to our clients. Everything that you're mentioning right now, we, we've, we've probably done a show on that one particular concept. Like we've yeah. done shows on Facebook marketing. We've had Facebook marketing experts on the show and we've done. And, and so all of this stuff that you're so casually running by, we've done 
a segment that focuses on the one strategy. So if you, if, unless I'm asking you a question, you're not comfortable hey, answering. If no, you, listen, I'm an open book. I'm a thousand percent transparent. Okay. I, I don't, we don't, I don't hide anything. Um, so fire away. All right. So what's the CRM? You just kind of said, Hey, there's just like the CRM I'm using, which one, which one is yeah. it? So, so what I'm using is KV core. Um, okay. I'm using that because, uh, I'm with EXP and it comes as a, an EXP agent and it's a wonderful platform. A lot of our clients, um, if they don't have access to something like that, we, we love and recommend LionDesk. Um, so those are kind of the, the two that, and I actually have, a, you know, I use LionDesk as well for some, some other um, real estate related things that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, that campaign I just described, that's all run through KV Core. And we set up the campaign on Facebook. When someone submits their information, we're using Zapier, Zapier, however you, uh, and, and that sends the information into KV Core and KV Core sends out the, um, it, we actually, I actually have it set up so that it sends a text and an email automatically to the, the person that requested the report. Mm-hmm. Uh, the email gives them the report and the text just says, hey, you know, I emailed you the report that you requested. And I forget there's a question in there of some kind. Oh, uh, yeah, what is the question? I might have to look that up. Uh, but it's all designed to um, create a conversation, right? Just to get engagement. Uh, we're not trying to sell them anything right then and there. We're just trying to have a conversation to determine two things. Number one, can I ser- serve, you know, help or serve this person? And then when can I best help or serve this por- person? I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just trying to determine if I ha- can have the opportunity to serve them. Right. And so with this particular, like the listing appointment they're going on today, so so they made some type of inquiry on the text message, I would just presume. Yeah. Do you happen to recall how fast you were able to respond to the, to the inbound in, uh, note from the prospect? I'm, I'm looking down because I'm pulling, I'm pulling up the app right now. I think I can tell you with pretty good certainty. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, so they, she, she originally requested the report, the report at about 10 in the morning. And she responded to the automated uh, text, which by the way, I have it up here. So the text says the blank area just sold home homes report should be in your inbox. And I should probably put email inbox, but whatever. Um, Just curious, what neighborhood do you live in? Because the township that I serve, we have a ton of different neighborhoods and the price ranges, like some of the neighborhoods are similar, but some of them can be pretty diverse. Okay. Uh, Again, it's just, I'm just trying to get a conversation. Uh, so she says, I live in blank neighborhood and I'm planning to sell within the next two months. Uh, she said that at 1018, I responded at 1030. Um, so 12 minutes later, which okay. ideally I would have responded even sooner. I don't know if I just didn't see it come in or if I was in the middle of something, but whatever the case may be. Um, so, um, so I said, terrific, thanks. I'll send you a custom report for the neighborhood that she sent, which I emailed to them. And then the conversation went to email and that's how I've, I've actually not talked to this person on the phone. I've talked to her through text and email and I'll meet her for the first time at four o'clock today. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, John, thank you so much for, for allowing me to ask all the questions. Yeah, absolutely. Brother. 
down the rabbit hole with you because I'm finding it very helpful. And, and here's my guiding principle about doing a podcast, writing content on my website. I mean, I, I always look at something and go, if there's, a, if there's something that I'm finding useful, then probably my clients will as well. And now I'm a marketer, so numbers and specifics make the most difference to me because I can design my thoughts around, but the general stuff, there's 9,000 different places you can find people who generally say, oh, you know, identify who your, your best client is. And, sure. and even that can be a little bit tricky because like I'm in Van Nuys and, and you know, everything in California and everything in California right now is like three fourths of a million to $1.5 million. Everything in real estate yeah. is cost yep. that much. So my ideal client is somebody who has damn well near a million dollars to spend on a house if I'm a real estate agent, right? So in that case, geographically, if you can be, if you can be the guy or the gal in, that, in a specific zip code or even all of Van Nuys, even in a specific property type or something like, so there's still ways that you can kind of carve out a niche even in a, in a scenario like that. Sure. I, no, think I, great. I think that's great. We're going to go for our break. Uh, we're going to be talking some more with Josh, the lead archivist, the man that can turn lead into gold, folks. We'll be back in a few moments. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. Robert's big getting very specific with Josh. <laughs> uh, um, Josh, the man that can turn lead into gold, something which has eluded me for most of my professional career. <laughs> 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 yeah. So uh, I've got one quick question and then I'm going to let um, Robert continue the interrogation. Hey. Uh, um, no, but, <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, um, have you, you know, obviously, you know, getting a CRM from your broker and it being free is fantastic news. But um, there's something I've learned about the internet and things in general. Nothing is for free, really. Mm-hmm. Have you got any concerns about using something that comes from your broker? Because fundamentally, it's a strange relationship, agents with their brokers, isn't it? Because you're really building your own business, but you're also working with a broker. Um, are you a little bit concerned about, because obviously you're going to be sharing that database with your broker because they're, they're providing it to you. Yeah. So um, my opinion is that your database is your business. And if you're sharing that with your broker, then you don't own it. And so um, I know that there are some great solutions that are broker provided, but I would, I would certainly, I would never be comfortable in a scenario where I was sharing that and it wasn't, I didn't have a, it, if I would not be comfortable if tomorrow I left that broker and I didn't get to take my business with me. So if that's the relationship you're in, it probably, you know, it probably merits thinking about. And I know brokers may not like that, 
But um, as someone, you know, who's, who is an agent, who's, who's been in those shoes, um, you know, I, listen, your, your database is your business. And um, if you leave and go somewhere else and you don't get to take your business with you, then you're starting from scratch. I mean, starting from scratch. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a big believer of, of, of building that, building your database and, and making sure that it is portable to you, that it is yours. And so you're, you're using this tool that they're freely providing and it's a great tool. I know it well. Um, but obviously, because they're providing it, um, they will have access to your database. But as long as you can get that data out of it um, easily. And oh, you're not yeah. Okay. So you were asking specifically for me. Yeah. So even though the brokerage provides it, it's not, um, it's not a scenario with at least the way our broker works where the, the, the database is our database. They may be able to access it. Well, I'm sure they can actually if they're providing it. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, so can the, yeah, but, but it, yeah, I mean, you can get down a, a funky road there anyway, because, you know, even, even with your, a different provider, somebody can have access either way in my scenario, if I were to leave, I, you know, I would obviously strategically export my database and take it with me. Okay. Um, and there's no, you know, there's no agreement. Like some brokers will have explicit agreements that you have to sign that say, you know, it, it, it's theirs and so forth. And there's nothing in place with, with that. But the, the cautionary tale is make sure if you're spending your time and money to build your database, that it really truly is your database. Oh, thanks for saying that. Um, over to you, Robert. Uh well, you you kind of took a a, a looper uh, a looper there. So I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna follow up on your looper though, um, Josh. So so I've loved everything that you've you've shared so far, and I'm I'm extremely impressed by your level of detailed knowledge, especially as it relates to our vertical in real estate. Some of the guests that we get are are marketing specialists in general who could service real estate agents. You are an agent, which which puts you in my mind head and shoulders above some of those other people, just in terms of usefulness, not, not doing any other comparison. Sure, it's sure. Just all of our, our entire audience is real estate. Yeah. We're, we're not, yeah. we're not a diverse show. We focus only on real estate. Sure. So having said that, so let's say you've, you, you're building your database right now. You're adding some names to it. You're running some test markets. You're obviously kicking the tires on this new focal point for your businesses what is going to be your system of maintaining those le- those prospective leads once you have them? So let's just say we've collected 100 names. They are all in your target demographic. So your niche has been served. What are you going to do to stay in front of them now that you have them? Great question. So number one, the offer that we make oftentimes will help us with how to stay in touch. So for example, the offer that I'm, uh, uh, I've started with is a free weekly list of all the just sold properties in blank area, which means I'm going to send you a weekly list. So at a minimum, every week, I'm going to send up, send out the updated list with all the, the properties that sold in the last week. So that's at the very minimum. For me personally, and what we recommend, some additional follow-up and contacts that we recommend are either a weekly or a monthly market update, which can be done as simply as opening up your MLS 
or if you have a good IDX solution, bringing up information uh, about you know the, the properties that have been recently listed or properties that have been price reduced, properties that have sold, things of that nature, and just right. talking about what's going on over the last week or over the last month. You can use free online software to make those kind of videos, Screencast-O-Matic, Loom. There's lots of solutions to do that. And then simply sending that out. Um, and, you know, uh, we have different ki- kind of templates that we recommend, but, but one wonderful um, sort of email strategy that you can use is once you start getting results, is turning those into stories that you can then send out as well. So for example, um, let's say I get this listing. Um, I know that this listing is going to sell quickly just because of how my, what my market looks like. Right. Well, once it does, or even once it is listed, I'm going to turn that into a story that I can then uh, send out. And I might ask the database, who do you know that might be interested in this home? Or um, I might turn it into a story about um, you know, the conversations that we had uh, when I met with the person about how to best prepare their home so it will sell quickly, those kind of things. And then once it does go under contract, uh, then we can tell that story. Hey, you know, uh, we listed this property on Tuesday. We had multiple offers over the first 72 hours and it went under contract on Friday. Um, you know, the market's great. If you've been thinking about selling or know someone who is, we should chat. Here's how to reach me. Um, so that kind of relational, um, conversational type of email or texting or even uh, just content even that can be put on your blog or on your Facebook page, we found that that works great with um, deepening the, the connection with that audience and then getting into the conversation with the folks who maybe when they first came into your database, they weren't at a tipping point, but now they are for whatever reason. Right. So for our audience, I'm going to break this down a little bit. Um, Josh just shared with us that he's using a combination of a case study and a social proof. And and here's why that's relevant. So from a perspective of, let's say that you own a home and you're getting ready to list it. One of the things that you always want to look for if you, if you are doing a little bit of research is you want to see like an absolute, like if you're going to like talk to somebody, listen to somebody, I love all the concepts that Josh is bringing forward because I personally do this in my own real life. When I'm looking at maybe a vendor or I'm looking at my pool guy, the first thing I do is check his reviews. Now, you didn't suggest a review, but what you did suggest was what we did for this client that worked, which is the same thing as a review, except you're putting forth the information. And if you're clinical about it, in other words, and you seem to be very clinical in this conversation, like you're, if you say, this is what we did on A, and this was the date. And then this is what we did on B, and this is the date. And then this is what we this is what happened on C. These are the three offers that we got. We accepted offer two because blank blank blank. And then the the uh, the house was under contract. Total length of time was three weeks. That's the kind of hard data that I personally seek as a consumer. And everybody sure. else is going to feel the same way. That is a different type of social proof than a review. It's saying, if you do this with me, subtly it's saying, this is the result you'll get. You're painting a very vivid picture inside um, the client's mind. And that's yep. the, 
And that, and that's exactly what you want to do as a marketer with that. And you don't want to hammer them over the head with it, in my opinion. Well, you're indirectly, you're indirectly showing the value that we, you bring without having to say, I'm great, or I'm, you know, I'm this, that, or the other thing, or I have these certifications, or I'm top 5% of this, whatever. You, you're, you're just letting the, the story of the transaction tell, tell all of that unconsciously or subconsciously to the person. Uh, versus having to tout your wares, you know, or beat the drum for yourself. Which I think that beating the drum marketing is dead. I, yes. That's my personal opinion. That's why that's, I stay away from it as an inbound marketer. Who cares if you're top five? Who cares if yes. you're number one? I don't think people care anymore. I think they care. What will you do for me? When I hear number one, I actually sometimes in my brain, I hear that means that you're really busy and you may not have time to service me as exactly. a client. Strangely, yeah. that's that what I hear. Not everyone would think that way, but a lot of people would, right? It, right. It, it, it would actually accomplish the opposite of what you're, you're you know, looking to accomplish. Right. Uh, we're, yeah. We're, whereas, have, whereas like, sorry, John, go ahead. Uh, we're going to have to wrap up the podcast part of the show. Uh, Josh, hopefully, is going to stay on with us for another 10, 12 minutes. Sure. You'll be able to watch on the Mel Wright YouTube channel. Go and subscribe. Or go to the MailRite website and learn more about MailRite, where we get you quality leads. In our way, we turn lead into gold as well. Uh, uh, Josh, how can people find out about more about you, your ideas, and your services? Sure. So you can find me on, uh, on, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Josh Shanley is where you can find me there. You can check out our website at clientalchemist.com. Clientalchemist.com. You can check out the blog there. Um, you can grab a, a, a copy of uh, my book, kind of outlining our four-step process. And, um, and yeah, hit me up on social. I'd love to connect uh, with, with any of the listeners. That'd be great. Oh, yeah, and you definitely have to come back on the show. Hopefully oh, I'd love to. Agree that. I think we just kind of scratched the surface. Yeah. Um, and you could be interrogated some more by Robert, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, Rob, uh, Robert, how can people find out more about you, your thoughts, and what you're up to? Well, I'm the founder of Inbound REM, and that's all the information that you need. So you can go and search that. Uh, today, I want to give out massive props to, again to Jonathan. Every single day, it feels like every week our audience is growing. Josh, we're up to a few thousand dedicated listeners every single that's month, awesome. real estate specific. Uh, and that number seems to be increasing rapidly because uh, I don't know, we're finally getting past that, that you know. And so anyway, I want to th- say thank you to all our audience members. I want to say thank you to Josh. I strongly suggest that you check out his website. I don't. I haven't looked at it myself, just in the spirit of transparency. But uh, this is definitely uh, a person that I think knows what he's talking about. And if he's done what any good digital marketer has done, he has something on there he's going to offer you for free that um, that you can download or take a look at in exchange for your information. And it's probably a pretty good piece of digital content. If I if I unless I miss my guess. So um, yeah, that's all I got, guys. All right, that's great. We'll be back next week with another great guest. Actually, we do. We've got another fantastic guest next week, and he'll be sharing his knowledge and insights with you so you have a record 2019. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. (laughs) 